coaches, by coaches, this is Soccer Chat. <laughs> yes, that's the name of the show. <laughs> With Nick Rizzo. I don't know if I'm entirely ready for it. And Sean Sauterly. There's been no bigger show for Soccer Chat than this one. What's up, everybody? This is Soccer Chat, your weekly coaching podcast brought to you by some amazing friends of ours. All you got to do is go check out dutickbrand.com. Use the promo code SOCCERCHAT at checkout for a sweet discount. And then also let them know that we said hello. If you see Tiffany, if you see Adelaide, if you see Bobby, let them know that Nick and Sean said hello. Uh, we, The four of us, five of us have not texted in a while, so just let them know. Um, actually, I, I texted Adelaide the other day, but just let them know that we said hello. Also, you got to say hello to our friends over at Torx, T-O-R-R-X.com for the world's greatest ball pump. You're going to love it. As soon as we get done with this COVID-19, this Corona that's taken over everything, you're going to want that Torx ball pump to get those balls ready to go for your first session back whenever that may be. But for right now, stay at home. Please, please, please stay at home. Also, our friends over at Soccer IQ, check them out on Twitter at Soccer IQ One. I've seen some of their stuff. Some of you guys have been posting it. You've been doing with their with your teams. Make sure to keep that going. They love seeing that. We all love seeing it too. He's Nick. I'm Sean. Nick, why are you the Kahoot Master? I'm really quick on the fingers. I'm very, I'm very quick. I'm a very quick answer. Also, the quiz wasn't overly difficult that we did on our uh, on our call the other day. So, like, it, it it was one of those things where like it allowed someone like me, who's maybe not as intelligent but very quick with their thumbs, to uh, to overall win the win the challenge against a few other coaches. Do you have one of those like thumb exercising things? I feel <laughs> like, I feel like growing up and still to this day, you're that guy who has one of those things. I don't know. I mean, like the only experience that I, I think I had that would have prepared me for this is like, like a lot of like the button mashing games back, like on N64, where you'd have to like press the buttons really, really fast. Like, I think I got some good training back then for, for there. Um, I, I'm a, I, I pretty, I had a lot of uh, good training in my youth years that I think translated pretty well to the Kahoot challenge that we had the other day. I see. I see. I see. Uh, I was, I was blown away by how quick it was like, from what I could see, the question had just popped up and you had already answered it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know the max number of points you can get, but like I was getting like consistent, like you get, like, I was getting like 1,440 or 1,460 every single time. Like, and then I would get the bonus points. So it would keep adding on to that. I don't know. I was, I was, I, I had to have been one of the first people every single time for whatever reason. Do you ever do like the trivia at, uh, at B-dubs? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. And and quick on the on the thumbs yeah, with that too. Yeah, I don't need like I typically like I don't know. I'm pretty good at random trivia. Like you can ask Kelly. Um, she, I don't know. I'm really good at like knowing stuff that's really unimportant. But that's definitely that's, that's part of being a husband. My wife will say the same thing. She says that I am. This is her quote, not mine. The king of useless knowledge. I you you do have a lot more. I think you have more fun facts than me for sure. Um, I definitely I think you have a lot of fun facts. Um, but yeah, I'm one of those people like I'd rather like take a guess when there's four and potentially lose points than like wait for the time to go down as it starts eliminating like A, B, C or D at B dubs. Like I want to I want to get it when it's like all the options are still available. OK, OK. But you but you still could like get some points by answering it. I understand. It's just more of an internally competitive thing with me. Like I just, I, it's more of a pride thing. I don't want the, I don't want the help. I want to, I want to know it. I want to know the answer when there's four options. Left. You play to win the game, Nick. 
I, I understand. I, 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 and I don't know if I've ever won, so maybe I need to. <laughs> yeah. Cause if you're not, if you're refusing to answer because you don't get the points from the beginning, then you're totally not, you're not winning. There's no way. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, like, again, I, I think of with, I'm, if I'm with good other people that like, kind of like I give someone else the remote and I can just say what I think it is, but they can have the patience to wait. I'm not a very patient person overall. I think, uh, uh, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things I've learned that like, like we were going, we're going through our men's soccer interviews right now. And uh, it's funny, like just looking at the other coaches and like their organization of how they're doing everything. I was like, man, I am incredibly disorganized. So it's not <laughs> they have, like all their notes and like really concise fashion and everything. And I'm sitting there like, Oh, like I just jotted a few bullet points here. It's like how I recruit too. I'll like watch people that will, like <laughs> go in their recruiting book and have like, Oh, she was really good at opening up to her left hip and gotten the attack really well. And I'll literally write, like, I think I just circle it right good. Like, <laughs> probably want her. <laughs> I, de- I use, uh, and I think, I, I think I've said on the show, I use um, vocabulary that for whatever reason only I understand. It's, uh, I mean, it's a good strategy if anyone's looking over your shoulder. Like, that's why I think Don Crow started implementing the uh, kickball, kickball team. Yeah. Yep. Like, circle uh, for a kickball team. Because people, I know that people, when they've like looked like if I've shown them like a program or something and they're like, why does it say Texas beside their name? And I'm like, it's for me to know. <laughs> what does Texas? Texas. And the thing is you have, you have to say, it can't just be like, oh, you've got Texas. It's like, if I watch the player and the thing is, I can't, like, I can't help it. If I'm watching a player. So if you're ever, if we're ever at a game watching together and you just hear me go, Texas, that's normally a very, very good sign. Um, are you ever going to tell people what texas means or is that is that going to be a a sean secret for a little bit longer uh i think i've said it before but it's mainly like if if i if i if something happens and a player is just is just tough you always hear about texas tough and so um when i needed my like quick notes to like hurry up and write real quick because it takes me forever to write because i'm really slow at it i needed something i could just write real quickly that i would always remember and I remember there was a player some years back that I just watched and they were just physically tough. And I was just like, dang, like they're Texas tough. And I was just like, Texas. Okay. And I heard um, the way, uh, the way Usher said the word Texas to Blake Shelton on the voice many years ago okay. also stuck in my head. So that's why it has to be Texas that's uh, whenever it happens. So yeah. It's, that's uh, one thing that we haven't really talked about. Like, I'm actually really excited to go to showcases with you. Know, like we're kind of insane. We're gonna hit a few of the same ones. Where I, I'm not being on the same field as you. Why not? I, I know your strategies. I won't talk that much. I know your strategies. I'll talk a lot. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out here trying to get this program going. You're over there, conference champion. Just like, hey, I'm just gonna talk to all the coaches the way they can. That's. I mean, we all know what your strategy is. So a good strategy. I mean, I don't know how much it helps me, but it, it might even level the playing field of it might it might hurt some coaches that are getting. I do it to Tiffany Pins all the time at Warford. I got I find her at showcases and I just go talk her ear off so she can't recruit. I think that uh, I will see coaches who I know are looking at the same players. Me, I will like text you back, Nick. Come over and talk to so and so. I need a, I need a distraction. <laughs> gives me the signal. Yeah. <laughs> but the, that is something that I, I know like soon as soon as the job and everything got out like I had some people chat like oh you got to go recruiting with me and I'm just like yeah I don't know if you want to go recruiting with me like eh, it's uh it, I'm I'm different I'm all over the place but yeah it that that part will be fun but still I'm I'm going to uh I'll talk to you after the games are over with 
That's fair. No, I think it'll just be like cool, like to have like our crew, like you, me, Don, Ian, B, yeah. Cliff, like Shan, to like be able to like go and like hang out and see each other. Cause like that was one thing that like it was always, cause you were always kind of, you were always on the men's side before. And so like we weren't ever at same events or anything. And so I think it's, it'll be cool for all of us to like kind of be at the same locations a lot more often nowadays. Yeah. That's the, that's the hope. But I mean, at this moment in time, I just, I have no idea what's going to go on. Uh, yeah. I'm, um, I'm not even, I'm not like, I've been try, like, I was talking about the other day with my pops who I, I, again, he's always been really good. With. Was he wearing a shirt? He was wearing a shirt. I actually, I do not know that it was on the phone. I haven't seen him in like two months. Um, but Actually, the last time I saw him was the weekend of the... I was going to say, that's not a lie. It hasn't been two months since we had the uh, the award ceremony. It's almost been two months. It's been Has like it? it's been like 50-something days. I, you know, I've been stuck in my house for a month now. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it was like, it was, it was like, what was it? Like the, I think it was like the second or the fifth, like, of March? Uh, no, because I started... Well, maybe it was, because I, start, I started the brush job on May 3rd. Or March third, I mean. Okay, were you were you officially? I know, no, it, it was that Friday because yeah. I I had to I took off that Friday. Okay, yeah. So I think it was yeah March third or whatever. So it's been like twenty. It's like almost fifty days. Wow. So okay. Last time okay. I saw my dad. So what, anyway, what did he have to say? Uh, no, like because I was I was freaking out about like oh, I don't know if we're gonna get fall season like blah blah blah. And he goes, you know, like, he's like, do you know that for sure? And then I go, no. And then he goes. Cause two months ago you were confident that like it was going to be okay and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, do you know for sure that everything's going to be bad and you won't get a fall season? I go, no, I don't know that. <laughs> Did like, you say, but dad, I was also the guy two months ago. I was like, this thing isn't even going to be that bad. Like, yeah. We're going to get through it. Yeah. I mean, and look I, at us now. I think a lot of us were, you know, like I, and cause it was the news that we were hearing, but I think he was just like, do you know for sure? And I was like, no, I don't. And he's like, well then what's the point of like worrying about it to that capacity until you know what's going to happen. Like it's at the end of the day, like everything has changed every two weeks, every week since we've even been quarantined for a month. Like a few weeks ago it was like 200,000 people are going to die. And now it's down to like, Oh, like maybe in the United States it's going to be closer to like 50, 60,000. And so like, it's like, who knows? Maybe like, I know they just started testing in a few different countries, uh, vaccines and stuff. And so I, it'll be, I think in two months or in two weeks, everything will change and two months more stuff will change. And so I'm trying to just like think about it like as little as possible because I don't, me thinking about it's not going to change what's going to happen one way or the other. Yeah. I just, I'm still, I'm one of those. I'm always, I'm never worried about what I can't control, but I also know that I can't make a vaccine and the, the vaccines take, you know, a year and a half two years to make so it's just for me it's the i just i don't know i i could see if things are done to help uh to do like a shortened season in the fall and maybe just play just conference games and still there will be a lot of restrictions on that but you know it's like getting emails from recruits these last couple weeks of hey i'm going to this showcase uh you know they're going to be having it in june and it's like no they're not like there's no way that's that's going to be able to happen. Um, so I don't know, man. I, I said I'm not – I don't worry about what I can't control, but I just I, – I don't have a good feeling um, when it comes to the fall. And as we've kind of talked about how the effects that will have on so many so many of our friends, so many players around the country, um, 
it's just going to be uh it, it's going to be uh something that's going to be very very weird um if that time comes but you know we've uh we we've got a special guest lined up for this week that we're super excited about uh and then when it dawned on us the job that she was in at the time we were just like whoa okay got to get her on uh and lo and behold before coming on the show so we can't really give this one the soccer chat effect uh, she's moving on to a new job, but she'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, but we have an excellent, excellent guest coming up. I still hear your voice when you sleep next to me. I still feel your touch in my dream. Forgive me my weakness, but I about various barriers that get broken down and we we want to try to get this information about all these different coaches out to everyone so you can hear their stories and we stumbled upon uh, a few coaches in the last couple weeks with a very interesting setup um you know we, we we hear a lot about the males who are coaching in the female game but we don't hear a lot about the females who are coaching in the male game and we are so lucky to have with us this week, Kendall Baird, who is a female coaching males. And we're going to dig super deep into that, Kendall, with you. All right. Um, I'm going to save the thing that you and I figured out that we bond on, because uh, I, I think Nick will figure it out at some point, and then he'll take <laughs> over the interview. Um, it's but, Chelsea. I'm signing off right now. <laughs> no, it's, it's even better than that. Um, so, you know, the thing about soccer chat, you know, you listen to the show is, is to know who you are, the coach. Now we got to know how you got to this point. So how did, you know, tell us about the career, tell us how you got to where you got now, uh, and coaching where you're at. All right. So funny story. I was in college though. And I, my coach was like, Hey, you should look into coaching. And I was like, oh, I don't really want to do that. That sounds kind of terrible. Um, I don't know if I want to deal with kids. That was kind of my Same. first thought. Yeah. I was like, Little kids. Ah, I don't know. But, uh, so then he just talked me into it. I went to get my F license at the time. You know, that was online. That was still a thing. Um, and I started coaching for the club that was down the road from where I went to college. And I actually just fell in love with it. The kids that I had, it was like eight through 12-year-olds. Um, they're a handful, but uh, it really got me going there. And then after that, I went to the high school level, which was on the girls' side. And I really enjoyed just everything about the high school level. It wasn't, you know, dealing with little kids and so much as parents. And I was also like, oh, you know, like college kids, maybe I don't want to do that. But then I eventually, you know, got into college as well. And so I'm doing both of those right now. So I'm at the college level with the D3 school. And then I got the boys job as an assistant last year. Got kind of lucky with that one. My, uh, one of my assistants is the head girls coach there and at the high school. And he was like, hey, why don't you just apply for this? And I was like, all right, let's do it. Why not? I'll take it. And just started from there. What is that? What is putting the pen to the paper or typing your name on, on the papers for that? What is going through your mind 
um, as a female signing up to to try to to get a uh, a head coaching position on a on a boy side? Well, like at first, like when I was doing the assistant, I was like, oh, you know, it's soccer. Soccer is, you know, it's the same for everyone. It's just a game. It's a game I love. It's a game I want to continue to keep coaching. I was like, these are high school boys. I can handle this. No big deal. So once I got to know them, um, I was like, okay, this is amazing. I love it. So then applying for the head position, I was just like, this is something that I want to do. I know these kids. I know the conference. Like they trust me. They know that I have the knowledge and the skill to help them. So this will be easy. You know, it's just like they became family. So it was a little bit easier this time around going for the second interview to be the head coach since I already knew them. But the first time I was still like super excited. It's like soccer, you know, (laughs) what, uh, you know, so what's their reaction when they, so you mentioned you you knew them ahead of time and whatnot. Was it, uh, were they, you know, obviously they're going to be open arms or, or was there some that were kind of like, uh, this is kind of like, yeah, we know you and you help us, but like, mm-hmm. this is awkward a little bit. Um, so the first year, like I came in and I was a little nervous. I was like, I don't know how teenage boys are going to take, you know, like a younger woman helping them coach. So I come in and like right off the bat, they're just like asking me questions, drilling me with questions. They're, hey, watch this. Look how cool I can do this. And I was like, okay. So it's basically like I'm still coaching 10-year-olds, but it's fine. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> High school boys are basically coaching 10-year-olds. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I feel like this is good. This is going to be good. And it just continued that they, you know, they took me in. There was a few, um, you know, that thought they were big, tough guys and they didn't need a girl to tell them what to do. And they kind of were a little off to the side about it but I mean we got around to it I tried to build more of a relationship with them and it started to work so I think uh just grew from there so it worked well do you find yourself um when you're coaching your teams uh do you find yourself that you have to do things a little bit different differently as the head coach of a male team compared to when you're coaching uh with your college or or with a club team or anything else like that like, do you find you change how you how you approach it or you change how you you get the message across? Um, definitely getting the message across is a lot different um, from women to males. So um, with them, they're more like, you know, like yell at us, like use cuss words, go for it. Like we need to know exactly <laughs> what you want like us to do. And I was like, all right, deal. But like when I'm coaching, you know, on the girls side, they're like, oh, like, are you yelling at me? Like, uh, but so it's. Like I went into it, like I'm a very big tomboy. So I kind of fit in with them anyways. I was like, you know, I feel like kind of one of the guys. Um, And so just being able to like have that what really helped as well. Um, And just like the energy that I have going into games for them was huge. Like showing that a female was so excited to be doing this and just coming in and being like, all right, this is what we're doing. This is how we're going to do it. And we're going to get it done. And that's just how they liked it was just straight to the point. So it was a little bit different from the women to that. I'm intrigued by one of your, your, your rants on them. Like if they're like, if halftime is not a good situation, like I want to be there and just hear the fury that you put on these boys. <laughs> I'm actually like not really a yeller. Um, so, but like you can, yeah. they can tell in my face when I'm not happy with them. And I'll just start throwing out some passwords. I'm like, listen to me, you know, just like, <laughs> this is what I need. And it'll be short. It'll be to the point. And they're like, all right, like this, she means business. All right. Like, this is what we got to do. Instead of me coming in and like, all right, we're going to work on this. We're going to work on that. And I'm just like, to the point. I'm like, all right, do it. 
that's what I need. <laughs> <laughs> what was the, uh, the response like? Obviously, like you said, you, know, you knew the boys uh, on the team. What was kind of the community's response? Because you know, I'm sure that's got to that's be making newspaper articles and, and things along those lines. Well, I kind of thought it, that it would, but um, the whole like just being the assistant the first time around, it didn't really uh, get anything just because I guess I was an assistant. But then now with the coronavirus, it didn't really get to go forward with a lot of stuff. Um, but a lot of the parents were amazing. They were so supportive. Like I had so many moms come up, come up to me and they're just like, wow, like we are just so excited for a woman to be coaching our boys. Like you can put them in their place, please put them in their place. <laughs> like we give you permission, like do whatever you need to do. Um, and just like since day one, those parents have just been so supportive and amazing. And they'll still, they'll add me on Facebook and they'll just be like, hey, Kendall, like, it's great to see you. Great to see what's going on. Like, I heard you uh, yelled at one of my boys. Good. Keep doing that. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> I will. The ultimate sign of approval. Yes, absolutely. Most, uh, most situations in, like that, those parents would be going to the school upset, but because of... Yeah. You know, it's one of those things where I think that because of where it's coming from, that the the parents are probably a little bit more accepting of it because it's something that the 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 players probably need to get used to. And you seem yeah. like the right person to do it for them. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I, one of the things I'm kind of curious about to kind of rewind a little bit is kind of your experience with your coaches growing up, like that kind of got you to be this person that is comfortable being one of the pioneers to take this step and do that I, I so like what was kind of like your soccer background growing up like and like what were the types of coaches that you had growing up did you have female coaches male coaches kind of a mix of both or were you kind of like so many of you soccer players primarily coached by too many male coaches growing up um well I mean growing up like I did a lot of kind of co-ed so I did play with boys quite a bit even up into like the high school level um, so, I mean, I was used to them. It's fine. They're all my friends. Uh, and then I had mainly male coaches. Um, I had maybe one or two female coaches, which I was just like, wow, this, you know, it's kind of sucks. I don't have like a super big role model to look up to. Um, but in high school I had a head coach who was a female and she played like D1 soccer. So she was a really big inspiration to me. And seeing her coach and I was like, wow, you know, like she is impacting lives and like the things that she told me, the things to help me get through the problems that I had was amazing. And then in college, I had um, a coach from Ireland. He was my head coach was from Ireland and uh, he was, I had him all four years. He was fantastic. And he's the one, you know, that kind of pushed me to do the whole coaching thing. And I never even actually thought that I would get on the men's side of the game, but when the opportunity presented itself and somebody was like, I know you can do this. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I know I can do this. And so when I applied and actually got into it, I was like, wow, I like coaching guys better than I do girls actually, which is weird. So I was like, but this is fun. I enjoy it a lot. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I, I think you find that on the men's side a lot too. I think there's a lot of male coaches like that myself included, they actually do like coaching the female game better. I, and so I think you, I think you see that in both realms that it, it's something that people like, it's, it's not a thing that really bugs coaches. I think if so, if someone, cause I've been on the female side of the college over four years now. And I think if someone asked me like, it, like, cause our men's job opened up recently and my, my AD came up to me and was like, any interest in switch? I think he worded it really well. He was like, I don't have to have a conversation with you about switching the men's side. Right. And I was like, no, <laughs> I, I'm like, I like my job. Um, yeah. But to rewind to that high school coach, what about her really impacted you? And like, like, and just to kind of talk a little bit more about like, 
how important is it to have for females growing up in high school and younger and even at the college level to have role models like you had with your college coach so they can kind of see themselves eventually in that spot? Well, for the high school coach, she was like, we just had a very good personal relationship. She was very good at the coach and athlete relationships. If I needed to talk to her about something, she was always ears open, always gave me the best advice. She knew the game. I was like, yeah, she was, you know, she was a very successful player and I can look up to that and see that I can do the same thing. Um, and I think, I don't know, I do, I think I got lucky in college getting the coach that I did. We went through a lot together and he still stuck by my side the entire way, which was, it just showed me that, you know, what a coach can be. And I mean, just the things that we went through and the fact that he still will call me and ask me how I'm doing and see how it like coaching is going or, Hey, this job opened up, apply for this. So like that connection is just something that was really important to me. And that has helped me on the coaching trial, I guess. When you were going through the recruiting process, like when you were looking at schools and coaches that who, who you'd want to go play for, what were some of the things you were looking for? Basically a family, you know, just somewhere that felt like home. I visited a lot of schools, um, but once I stepped on to Keene University where I played, it just felt like home. It was it was amazing. And the funny thing was, is uh, the head coach for the women's side at that time, it actually just went to the men's side. And so the coach that I had wasn't, he'd just been hired, but he wasn't, you know, like recruiting or anything yet. But I sent him an email because I was like, this is the school that I really like. I have seen, you know, the team play. I enjoy it. And so he brought me in for, you know, a visit and I met the team personally and they became family and then became my best friends. And I was like, all right, this is where I'm going to be. And this is where I'm going to stay. So it went really well. What are some of the things that you went through in college that, you think kind of guided you to be the person you are and like the, like, and to like, and things that you're now able to use as a coach to help guide both high school students and the college players that you work with at Emory and Henry. So, um, I'm a very like mental person. So in the games, you know, I would sometimes get stuck in my head and coach would be there to help me figure out what needed to be figured out. And having that was very useful because I can use now, like I have some players, some of my guys now are a little bit stuck in their head and they, they just hold themselves to a very high standard, which I did for myself as well. And so like having him show me, you know, what I can do as a coach, like what he did to help me through that is really well. Um, that helps me now a lot with the relationships that I have with my athletes. And I mean, I've I had quite a few injuries, um, so like being able to go through those and come out of those, like mainly on the concussion side, so that's been difficult. Um, but like being able to just tell these kids, like, hey, you know, like you can get through this. Um, I've done that. I've been a mental head case. I've held myself way too high of a standard, um, but look, we can work through this together, and you know, it's it's totally possible. So. Yeah. And we, we've had, we've had a few uh, females on the show in the past that also went through some concussion stuff and like one or one or two of them that like honestly had to end their professional playing career because yeah. of that type of stuff. It's a really serious thing that I think some people don't realize like how much it impacts players uh, across the country. Oh yeah. It's, it's serious. Cause I was on number six, I believe. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. And so my senior year, they're like, you have to wear the headgear or you're not playing. And I was like, I will take that. I will wear this headgear with pride. 
And so they're like, if you get another one, though, you're done. Uh, so, but I made it through my whole senior season without a concussion. So that was the best thing. Good, <laughs> <laughs> good. That's awesome. That's really cool. And so you said uh, a little bit ago that your coach had a conversation with you, like, hey, like you should go coaching. And then you got your F in every, and like started coaching at the local club. What was the next step? How'd you get to, how'd you get to Emory and Henry? How'd you get to the high school you're working at? Okay, so I was with the club, um, and then I actually moved to Knoxville to play on the semi-pro team there for a little bit, but I realized I wanted to get back to Bristol, where my college was, and I got in contact with the high school coach there, who I had some mutual connections between, and he was like, yeah, like, come apply, we'll do an interview, um, and see how that goes, so I was with the women's side at Tennessee High for the, the whole semester for their season. And then my assistant coach from King at the time was like, hey, Emory and Henry's looking for an assistant coach. You should apply. And I was like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd like to, you know, take it up a level, go up to the college level. So I talked to the coach there. She was awesome. We hit it off. Um, we're about the same age, so I think it kind of worked a little well that way. Um, and so since then, I've just been at Emory and Henry, you know, for this will be – it's the start of, like, the third year, but um, I'm about to leave. But, um, yeah, and then the boys coaching I was doing at the same time as Emory and Henry, but it was during the spring. So that, of course, I was able to do it that way, which was perfect. That's awesome. That's really, really cool. And, like, I, I actually – my first job, I was actually coaching with someone the same age as me, too, or, like, I think it was a year older than me at the time. And what, what was it initially like for you working with someone that, like, is your boss that's so close to you in age? Um, I mean, at first it was a little, like, trying to get used to it, but, like, she is very – like she is just to the point. So it's like, all right, I know she's my boss, but like we can still joke around a little bit, you know, like still be friends. But when it's, it's time to work and it's time to do things, you know, like it was professional. Um, so, but at first it was a little different because I was like, oh, hey, you're, you know, you're only like a year older than me and you're <laughs> telling me, you know, all this stuff to do, but I get it, you know, like I'm starting at the bottom. I'm the assistant right now. So I got to work my way up. Yeah, no, I remember like my first one, I think I was 20, two when he was 23 or like yeah I was 22 and he was 24 and it was like it was like and this happens everywhere in the world I mean like there's bosses that are like younger than so many of their employees but I remember like initially for me it was such a weird thing to go through like yeah. that you were like literally taking orders from someone that like you <laughs> would probably go get a beer with like exactly like right afterwards so yes. it was it was definitely a really interesting experience and then you talked a little bit about going to the guy going and working at the high school um, on the guy side, what is that? Are the, I don't, I'm not familiar with Tennessee. When are the, when are the boys seasons for high school soccer compared to the college season? So the high school I work at is in Virginia. So I'm like oh, right on the Tennessee, Virginia line. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So for Virginia, the boys high school is in the spring as well as the women's side. And then Emory and Henry, of course, were in the fall. So it worked out because when I was at Tennessee high on the girls side for high school, they were in the fall. And I was like, well, looks like I can't do both. So I'm going to choose college. And then when I saw that the boys were in the spring and I got offered the job, I was like, let's do it. Let's go. That's really, really cool. And like, what was, what was your first, like, like, how did the seasons go? Like, how did like your first high school season being the assistant go? So at the time they had hired a guy that actually knew absolutely nothing about soccer for the head coach oh, position. God. Figures. Yeah. So <laughs> welcome to Southwest Virginia. Um, and so I come in and they're like, you're going to run all the soccer stuff and he's going to do all the, like the business side of stuff. And I was like, okay, all right, let's, let's see how this goes. I come in and, you know, like immediately I'm just like thrown into the fire and they're like, all right, you got to do practice. You got to do this. Cause he literally knows nothing. 
about soccer. And I was like, okay, so I'm basically the head coach this year anyways. And he quit halfway through the season. So I eventually, you know, it was just like I was the head coach in a way, but not officially. So it was a lot at first, you know, just like being thrown in and like not having somebody else there to kind of support me and help me through it. As an assistant, I was doing it all on my own. So um, that was very interesting. But this year was a lot better. I had two assistants. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Like me and Sean both have horror stories about like the first practice session we we've run Sean's is a little bit better than mine he's got he's got a really good one but what was like did you have any horror stories about like what your first practice was like or did you were you unlike me and Sean and actually crush your first practice that you went out there and did no I think it actually went really well because I'm like I can be super like OCD and I wanted to like everything written down so I had like my whole planning session and like I always wrote down every practice I was like all right we're gonna we're gonna do this like I'm gonna make sure that they can get this done and so like it went well like kind of at first they were like you know boys are just crazy and running around all over the place and they're kind of hard to like they're like oh listening to a woman I don't know if I kind of want to do that but like eventually they realized that I meant business and so I mean it well but it took a little bit for them to like fully engage into what like God to tell them basically for sure and like what were like some of like the moments that as you were going through this, like, cause you said like to the point now where you actually like coaching on the boys side um, a little bit more, what were some of those moments that like led you to that, to where you're like, man, this is a lot of fun. I, I, I wouldn't mind keeping doing this for a while. Uh, like, first of all, like when I said, I'm kind of like a, a tomboy. So like getting along with him really well. Um, I mean, like able to joke around with them and like the same kind of humor and energy I have is what they have, um, which worked out really well. And then uh, in the first season, actually, we lost one of our players in a car accident. And so that was very difficult. Um, But like seeing how they came together and how they became a family, it was just like, it meant so much to me. And they would take me in, you know, like they took in as one of their own. And that just made the like, it just made everything so much better and from then on they've been like family and I think that's just kind of maybe where it kind of stemmed from that's really really cool what was like do you have a memory from like your first year whether it was like like after you had taken over as like kind of head coach and stuff that like was just a cool memory to like share with everyone there can be so many I don't know like they they were all super they're all super silly um and crazy and i mean i would usually give them a practice every once in a while you know just like fun practice we're going to do you know like power finesse or something and they they're just kind of idiots and they would kick the ball so hard that they just like knock each other out and it's just it's sometimes it just got a little out of hand but i was like all right we're having a fun practice you know um but they're just the things that they say I don't know if I have like a specific thing, but just like every practice with them was always just fun. And it was, it felt, you know, like the right thing to do was being there with them. And so I just enjoyed that. What, uh, obviously for you going from, you know, from college into working with high schools, there's a little bit of a, uh, obviously a massive maturity difference between the, the two groups there. Um, what do you find yourself, um, would you say is, is something that you want to improve upon, whether it's with the college game or it's with your boys team? I'd say like 
probably more of like my public speaking kind of deal is like with the guys I can kind of like I'm more on a level of getting with in well yeah and with them in like a talking wise and like for the college level in a like halftime speech or pregame speech you know I'm a little bit more I don't know how to explain it exactly but I just need I think I would need to improve more on you know like my communication for the pregame the halftime or the after the game speech kind of thing that was just different I guess from the college to high school for me a little bit because the boys you know were very extremely vocal too and so they would you know help throwing in things that they said that needed to be done better stuff like that the college level girls are a little bit more scared to speak up at least at the college that I'm at some so made a little bit more difficult what uh obviously it's it's a big thing for you um you know career wise and where you're wanting to head towards do you find yourself wanting to be more with the with with coaching high school or or is coaching college something that you're you know is ultimately the goal um well after these two boys seasons i think i really enjoy the high school level a lot more than i cool. do the college level yeah. yeah um but i'm about to get my ga i'm going to do a ga position so I'm going to, you know, see this and do another two years in the college, a different college, you know, see how that is, see how that feels. And um, if I enjoy that more, we'll see. But I would love probably honestly just to end up coaching a boys high school team. That'd probably be the best thing for me. So while you're doing the GA, will you still be able to work with the boys team? No, I will be moving to Montana, actually. So Whoa, yeah. <laughs> Montana. Yeah. Are you allowed to say where you're going? Um, it's not like super official yet. So. Okay, so no, all right. I, that's why I didn't want to like. Yeah, yeah, that's no, yeah, yeah. Just look up every school in Montana. There's not a lot, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so, so what? What was that? You know, relaying that message on to your boys. I mean, what would obviously they had to taken that uh, pretty hard. Uh, yeah, that actually was that sucked um, telling them that I was leaving, especially, but I told them um, if we still have the possibility, you know, of playing this season, I'm still here 100%. I'm going to finish out this season with you guys, but it's something that I need to do. You know, getting a free master's is something I can't say no to um, because if I eventually, you know, want to move up to a head position, it, it's going to be best for me. And so I was, I just told them, I was like, look, this is the best move for me right now. And they all understood. They were super awesome about it. I mean, they said they were going to miss me and I still haven't gotten to see them, you know, because of COVID, but uh, we're hoping to meet up here soon. And so I can say some goodbyes and then, but actually hope, you know, that we get to finish out our season somehow, hopefully. Is, is the thought process of like getting this master's and then like trying to go back to that school and be like, Hey, look, I can teach now I can coach. So I'm actually um, pretty close to the human resources guy in uh, the county here for the high school. And he's been wanting me to teach. And I was like, no, oh, you know, I don't really want to, you know, I deal with kids, you know, two hours a day. I don't want to do it six, seven hours a day. <laughs> well, he was like, hey, uh, if you, you know, you change your mind, let me know. We'll try and figure something out. So I was like, I emailed him. And I was like, hey, I'm going to go get my master's. If I end up, you know, wanting to move back, I would love more than anything to, you know, teach in the high school and work with the boys again. So it's still, you know, a possibility if it would work out. So whoever's next up, just, you're just going to keep, keep the seat warm for Kendall. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> she's about, she's about to come back with a house of fire. Yeah, like, right, I'm out, back. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What a, what a, what a dope video that would be like of her return. It's just like, she's <laughs> back. I can do that. You guys oh. set that up. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, 
what uh so obviously you know with the new position coming up uh obviously yes the masters is, is a big thing that uh you know you're you're excited for but what is what is this next uh journey that you're getting ready to head on to what are the things that you're looking forward to the most out of it well i am super excited to work with some new coaches um both of the the head coach and the assistant coach are awesome i've had so many phone conversations and zoom meetings with them and I'm so excited to get started to work with them. One of, us, one of them is actually from North Carolina, where I'm from. So we kind of have a little bit of a connection there. Um, and then we've been having Zoom meetings with all the girls. And I've really enjoyed that as well, meeting all of them. Um, I think just an entirely like new atmosphere, new people, new team, new college. Like everything is just, I'm super excited about that because I've been in this area now for, you know, almost my whole life. So I'm ready to move on. And that's what I'm excited about the most, I think. Absolutely. And, you know, just in your experiences with the, with the girls so far, like, did you tell them like, yo, I just got done coaching a boys team. Uh, you know, I guess that's uh, that's been brought up yet. Uh, yeah. So I gave them like a little introduction video um, so they could just see before we started our zoom meetings. And I was like, yeah, so I actually coach high school boys. Um, it's a lot of testosterone, but, you know, it works out really well. It's, it's good. It's fine. So I deal <laughs> with them. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so they know that I have to deal with that. <laughs> what, uh, you know, what, is that something that I can only envision um, when you're applying for jobs or maybe when you're applying for a GA position? You know, how often is that brought up? Like, oh, you're currently coaching boys. Was that something that you dealt with during the interview process? Um, so when I started with them, I was like, you know, I'm going to stay at Emory for a while. So I wasn't actually really looking anywhere else until I got this one. Um, and so he was talking to me and he, I mean, he asked me all about it. You know, he's like, Hey, you have head coaching experience. So, you know, and it's boys. And he's like, so how's that? You know, I've been asked that quite a bit from, from <laughs> so how's that? Assistant. That's my favorite one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, Oh, you know, it's, it's the same old, it's soccer. What, what are you going to say? You know? <laughs> what do you feel like has really prepared you for the next level? You know, maybe if it is, maybe you decide, Hey, you know, I want to try to, I want to move up higher in college coaching. Uh, if that, you know, if that's where it may go, what do you think has really prepared you the most for that from working with, um, with the boys teams? So the boys team is like my first actual like head coaching position so I've gotten to do all the business side of things, you know, ordering, um, like everything. And I, that has really prepared me. And at the college level, the head coach is more of a controlling. She likes to, you know, to do most of the stuff herself. So I didn't get too much of um, in that aspect. So when I'm with the boys, I can do it my way. I can run it my way. Um, and I come up with all the practice plans and just being with them for the past few years, I think has helped me grow so much as a coach because they've really pushed my limits and have taught me, you know, like the whole relationship, more side of things and dealing with, um, things that go on, you know, that's maybe not soccer. I've had to deal, you know, stuff with that. And that is just like in losing the player last year, it just, everything just kind of pushed me forward and I think helped me grow so much as a coach. And that's why I know I'm ready for the next, next thing. So. Would you coach men in college? I would love to, if I could ever get there. Yeah. Is, is there, is there any females that coach men's college right now, Nick? Uh, not soccer. I don't think there is a, there's, there, um, I think there's, I thought there was a D3, uh, women's coach um in like new york or something 
I think yeah, they're right. like the New England region who coaches D3 men's soccer. I, I can't confirm that, but I think I remember that being the case. But it's not a common thing at all. No, yeah, I think you're right. I think she's the only one because I saw that on Twitter when we were talking about that one time. Uh, but that would be the only one, I think. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, for you, what um, – what would your advice be for other females that might be looking to pursue that, that are looking to pursue maybe high school boys coaching? Because it is, it's still so crazy the amount of men's coaches coaching women, but we don't have nearly as much going the other direction. And so there's obviously some barriers to entry. There's like, there's things that are preventing this from happening. I guess, like, before I even ask that, what do you think are some of the reasons why, and not to get too controversial, I'm not trying to get you in trouble or anything, why more people like you aren't out there? Do you think it's, like, administrations is hesitant to do it? Because I think that probably, I mean, my, that would be my personal guess, that there's probably administration that would be hesitant to do it for the wrong reasons. Um, or do you think pe- that females aren't seeing that as a viable option of coaching? Or maybe another answer. I, I'd be interested to get your thought on it. No, I really think that it's like both, um, but more so I think that women see like, well, there's nobody else that's done it, so how am I going to do it? Um, I think if I hadn't been, you know, like no most of the people and the coaches in the area, I kind of would have been scared to do it as well. Um, but it's, I, the administration side too, I could see them being a little iffy about a female, you know, coaching, you know, high school boys. But I have an awesome AD and the principal are both super supportive and they just want who's best for the team and who's going to give them, you know, the best like off the field knowledge, like make them good people and be successful. And that's all I've really, you know, that's what I came in. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I want them to be successful. I'm not just here to win games. Like I also, you know, want them to be good people, you know, out in society, they're about to graduate. They're going to, some are going to college, some aren't. So like, how can you be ready for that? But like for women, I think a lot of it is just, you know, you see there's not a lot of opportunity at least because no one else is really doing it. And so, but on Twitter, I actually saw that there's this female coach. um, She coaches for the men's basketball team in Maine. And she was kind of a little bit of inspiration there too. Cause she was just like, Hey, I'm doing it. Like keep working, keep going. You can make it happen too. So I'm, you know, I'm hoping that other girls see like what we're doing and go for it because it's well worth it. Like, did you have people that you looked up to like maybe like Becky Hammond or others that were kind of like people that like were examples for you before you, you were, you got your first job? Uh, I mean, yeah, like seeing those women that were also, you know, like in the NBA, I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Like they're, you know, at the top level, they're coaching. And so I was like, if they can do it, I can do it. So I'm going to start at the, start at the bottom. We're going from high school, but we can work my way up. So that's why I'll try and, you know, maybe make it to the college level. Hopefully one day we'll see. Yeah, no. And that's where I think it's, I think you spoke on it earlier. I think it's, I think, so many people need to be able to see it to believe that it's a reality, you know, that it's, cause even like just coaching in general, I don't like, I, I mean, I, I, you look at, I went to, I forget where I was at, but I was at a showcase, I don't know, like last summer, I think. And I was sitting next to uh, Shannon, who's the Aurora coach. 
and we were just talking and we we're like have you seen a female club coach yet like we were watching the showcase like the yeah. entire time and we're like like i literally i think i turned to her at one point and i go i don't i don't think i've seen a female coach yet like in we've been there for like five hours yeah it's I've actually seen that quite a bit when I've been recruiting too. like I'll see a lot of all these clubs or I'll even like look them up online it's like all males and I'm like dang they don't even have one female coach like how do those younger girls look up you know and see like that they can do it yeah like they kind of need to you know have that role model well yeah I think so much of it again like I, I I talk to my own experience a lot like the reason I became a college coach was, or one of the reasons was I remember I started coaching high school when I was in college. And then I, my coach Rothard, who was at Loris for a long time, I remember going to his office and being like, how do I do what you do? Because I, I like what he was doing looked cool and it looked like <laughs> something that I wanted to make a career out of. But I don't know if I would have been able to do that if I didn't see that that was possible because of a person like him who had a similar background to me, who looked like me, who, like, again, just, it, it gives you a lot of, like, just more confidence to believe that it's a possibility. Yeah, I mean, like, my head high school coach, like, she was one of the people that was like, okay, like, I, I can see it working. And then where I'm from, the head coach for the women is is a woman, and I've known her since I was little. So, like, seeing her, and I was just like, oh, like, she's successful, you know, at the college level, that's cool that, you know, there's actually some female coaches out there that are, you know, doing well, and they're in a sport that is so male-dominated for the most part in the coaching side, so it's crazy. Have you had any, like, this is something I'm kind of curious about, have you had any, like, of, like, the boys you coach as, like, younger sisters, like, come up to you and, like, like, kind of, like, take a liking to you because it's something that, like, they may not have seen before? Um, actually, well, the women's side, um, I'm pretty close to some of them and they're always just like, how do you do it? Like, how do you coach the boys? They're all so weird. And, but they like love that I'm coaching the guys and that I'm putting them in their place. And they're just like, this is fantastic. But I was like, I don't know. The girls are pretty weird too. So you guys can't, you can't, <laughs> you both are on a weird level high school. I just don't know. <laughs> you gotta like protect your boys, you know, You're like, no, no, yeah. no, you guys yeah. are the weird ones. <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. That's really, really cool. Um, for you, like in kind of talking about it, like what were some of the things that you found were maybe the most difficult right away? Like, like we, you spoke out a little bit earlier, but what were maybe like, we, it might've just been coaching things in general because it's your first head coaching job, but what were some of the things that were most difficult, like immediately? Um, it was kind of that like relationship side of things, like a guy trusting a female as their head soccer coach um I mean there there is a few that I've really you know still had to kind of work on like even this year after a year before that are just kind of like eh, you know like I'm a big tough guy I don't need a woman telling me what to do and I, that was kind of the the hard part at first and you know kind of the doubters that were oh you know a female is coaching but I mean, I was just like, look, I know the game and I'm going to show them what to do and I'm going to let them be successful. So try me, you know, I was like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's, it's probably pretty cool for you. Like, did you ever, uh, I, cause I bet you could ball a few of them up. Did you ever like hop in and like, and like show them a little bit, be like, all right, like I actually do know what I'm talking about and here. I'll just make you a few times. Oh yeah. I had to show them that I, you know, I was, they were like, Oh, let's see you. Uh, you said you played semi pro do you actually? And I was like, yeah, I, I can show you guys up. Like, here we go. And you know, a few times I'd beat them and they'd be like, Oh, 
oh man, what are, and they'd make fun of each other and be like, hey, you just got beat by a girl, like, hey, coaches beat you, and we'd play like nets or crossbar, and I would just like crush them, and they're like, all right, like, you know what you're talking about, <laughs> like, we trust you. I think I had to kind of build it that way too, so they could see that I actually was, you know, like, oh, she was a good player. <laughs> That is one of the things I have talked about people in the past, like even at the college level um, and, and especially at the high school level with boys, for whatever reason, guys want to know the person they're being coached by can play. Yeah. You know, like, like it, I, I, it's so many of the really, really successful men's soccer coaches you see at the high school level or even the college level that are coaching boys, like we're good players in some capacity, at, you know, in the United States. I wouldn't say that's a universal yeah. thing. Um, but it is something so weird that I've always noticed with guys was their level of respect or their level of like how much they're going to listen is entirely dependent on like how good they think you are at soccer. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I, I still yeah. remember that. And like when I started coaching college, I remember the first time, like it was like, they like kind of listened to me a little bit. And then like my first drill I hopped in on, they're like, okay, we're going to listen to you. Like, even though you're 22 or 23, we're like, like, Oh, okay. He's good. He knows. And, uh, and again, I wasn't that good of a player, to be honest, but I was better, <laughs> I was better than those kids, at least. Yeah, um, yeah. What, um, like, and so you kind of talked about that. What were some of the ways that you started overcoming that? Like, you said that there was initially some, like, the trust, uh, pushback, stuff like that. What, what were some of the things that you did, to, and this would be a good guide for maybe anyone else that's looking to do what you do. What were some of the things you did to kind of help grow past that with them? So I think quite a bit of it too was also you know like the playing and showing them that you know I actually knew how to play soccer and they started to respect me more when they saw you know oh like hey she can do this she can you know nutmeg someone she can beat somebody she can score a goal I think because actually you know like one of the guys that was kind of iffy with me was the keeper and so when I started scoring on him he was like okay <laughs> like I think that's how we started to kind of build it a little bit and I started to get more of like a personal level with them and like have one-on-one -on -one conversations to show them that like I cared about them as individuals um, and kind of getting there. I think they started to trust me a little bit more once they saw that like I actually did care and I wasn't just here for the job because they've been through so many coaches in their time. And so I think, you know, me being there for two years now at least is like, okay, like there's a little bit of consistency and you know like she knows how to play so I respect her <laughs> no that's that's really really good yeah. um do you feel that like 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 for if someone were to ask you advice of like how to go about like handling that first few days like co coaching men like what what would you say like your advice would be to them you have to go in 100% confident because they will eat you alive if you don't so I mean, just you have to go in and don't question yourself. Always have a confident voice. Um, they really feed off of that. And explaining to them, showing them, you know, and your confidence of playing is just something that they really take a liking to and that they respect. So I just say, like, confident is just, like, the main thing that somebody, like, a woman should do if they want to go into coaching boys, for sure. Yeah, and, like, do you think, like – do you, do you see this as something that is hopefully going to start happening more often? I sure hope so. That would be great. Like, what, what do you think are maybe some things that we need to change, like, culturally in order for that to be a more common thing that occurs? Because, again, we said already, like, there's so many. I mean, I'm, me and Sean are both, like, we're both 
men that coach women, like there's no reason it shouldn't be the other way. Like, what do you think are some things that maybe we need to change as a culture, as a group to make sure that this is something that starts occurring more often going forward? I think it's just like the whole stigma of, you know, the female versus male kind of thing. But I think if more females start to get involved in the men's side, then people will see it, you know, more as a normal occurrence. Um, even, you know, at a level of small, you know, doing club, if there's more women coaching boys in the club and then, you know, working our way up into the high school and then just more and more, I think will really help to show that like, it's not, you know, like what gender you are. It's like what knowledge that you have for the game instead of she's a girl, she has no idea what she's doing, but I do, you know, like, it's kind of like my shirt, you know, the female athlete thing. It's, is you're just an athlete or you're just a coach. It doesn't matter, you know, like what gender. So I think once we can start, you know, getting more women into coaching and especially on like the male side that it'll start to grow, hopefully. Yeah. I do think that like, because I think one of the biggest arguments you hear from like a lot of people on the men's side that are coaching females is like, oh, it's, it, it should just be the best candidate. It shouldn't matter if it's married women. And like that also needs to be true the other way as well. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because when I put on, you know, Twitter, I was like, would guys actually hire a female assistant at the college level? Like, oh, I'm like, yeah, but like, also, would they? But they yeah, said, how many are you know, there? Yeah, so they're like, if you're the best candidate, but like, I want to trust you. But, you know, sometimes you might just be like, oh, she's a girl. I don't want to. So. Yep. Um, yeah, it's tough. It's, it's definitely like it's yeah, there's a lot of things that still need to change for sure. Oh, absolutely. And as we, uh, as we wrap up here, you know, you, you listen to the show, you know that one of the big things is we're just trying to get coaches network together. Maybe there's a female who's listening to this, who has thought about the idea of coaching on the men's side, or there's another young coach kind of like yourself, who's wanting to make their way up. Uh, you know, they, maybe they started coaching high school and now they want to get to the college level and know how to do that. Uh, you know, how can people reach out and contact you, uh, to, to be able to try to try to chat with you? I mean, honestly, anything you guys can find me on Twitter, uh, it, pops up on my phone you know all the time so kindle underscore liana if they want to find me on there uh facebook instagram really i am all ears all the time so if anybody wants to contact me with any kind of question i am absolutely down for that awesome awesome well kindle baird you are uh we made it through the entire interview nick and she and i not once did we speak of our love and we affection. <laughs> We've got one minute we can talk about it. Our love and affection of dude all basketball. things dude basketball. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I'll see you guys in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, uh, we were chatting a little bit before you got on about with all the replays that have been going on, uh, what games we've been catching. And I want to say it was, gosh, it was like three or four weeks ago. Um, I had tweeted something out. And yeah. <laughs> I get a DM from Kittle that's like, wait a minute, do you like Duke basketball? Yeah, like, I was mind blown. I'm going to be honest. You clearly have not been following Sean long enough because if you no, followed no, him I long haven't. enough, you would know. That's what he said. He was like, people were like, do you not know this? And I was like, I, we just became friends like a month ago. I don't know. Like, <laughs> and I, I'm and, sorry. But we became friends during basketball season. I don't understand how you would not have noticed that. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I was off Twitter a little bit more. <laughs> Gee, we need Christmas. Well, Kendall, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, guys. Uh, with us. And we, uh, whenever this big announcement happens of, of where you're heading to, we look forward to it. And uh, you, you've got a lot of people who are going to be rooting you on. And uh, awesome. we, we want to continue to stay in contact with you and then hear where your story takes you to next. Yeah, I'll see you guys on Twitter or anything. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you guys. It's cool to be able to interview someone who's like fighting the good fight and being a pioneer for a group of people. And I, I think that's exactly what Kendall is. She is like someone that a lot of us can look up to and really just be like, man, you are, you are making a difference. You are doing something. And like, and again, you have coaches that are females that are coaching on the men's side and the NFL, the NBA, like Becky Hammond, like, obviously, like, I think she's been in with the Spurs for a while and has been a person that I think is a good guide and a good representative. But until we get more people like Kendall and then more people after and more people after, it's still not going to be something that people see as an option, which is insane. I mean, it's absolutely insane that we don't have more females coaching on the men's side, the boys' side. And I think the the more people like Kendall that are willing to get out there and fight the good fight, I mean, she's she's such a great example and such an inspiration. And I, I think that that's one of the, the main thing I took away from this is like, we're having someone on that, like, I feel like, I could really look, I think if she's, she's definitely younger than me, but it's this person that I like really can look up to and be like, man, you are point, you're putting yourself out there in something that's probably not the easiest thing to do and just absolutely crushing it. Yeah, definitely a trailblazer for sure. I, I, it would be awesome if she's the one who like continually goes up the ranks and coaching on the men's side and, you know, makes her way into a college program. Then, you know, maybe she's a head coach somewhere. I, I, I feel like, you could just tell talking to her and, and just like the look on her face, which I mean, obviously people listening is not going to be able to see that. But uh, I think if they were to chat with her, uh, they would be able to, to see the, the smile on her face when she does talk about coaching on the men's side um, and, and good for her. I it was actually the uh, yesterday looked up. I wish I could remember the name, but there is a coach who just got hired. I want to say it's in California, maybe. some really, really small college that, uh, she is, she was just hired on as the, um, men's soccer coach and also the football team special teams coordinator. Nice. And I was like, yeah, okay. Um, now we need a, we need a kickers coach, get the soccer coach in here. Um, so I was, I, I read the article and I was just like really intrigued. Of course I was like, all right, I got to reach out to this person and, and try to get them on the show. Cause I'm just really intrigued about how in the world you can be a soccer coach and a special teams coordinator at the same time, or maybe they, maybe, maybe just kicking coach or whatever it may be, but still like that's, that's absolutely incredible. And you're, I think we are seeing that trend. Um, Cause I think what's there, there's four assistant coaches in, in the NFL now that are females. Yeah, it's, like, getting, it's getting up there. I'm trying to remember. like Because San um, Francisco has one because she was uh, the first female in the, the Super Bowl. Arizona um, has Arizona one. has one. Um, it was like, I think her name's Welter, I think. Was, was yeah, her. Jen Welter. Um, I'm trying to remember the other one. I, um, I think it's a Northeast team. Okay. Definitely not the Patriots. No. Um, yeah, because I, I want to say there's like three or four. Um, that uh, that was there, and you had like, um, you know, obviously, if if anybody follows uh, college sports, Muffet McGraw retired today, and yeah, um, her replacement actually is a former player from Notre Dame, former assistant coach, who was with the Memphis Grizzlies really? uh, as an assistant coach. So I mean, like, it's pretty cool. Like, 
to see this trend and and you know we can't i don't think we can really pinpoint like one person specifically uh did it because everybody's going to point to becky hammond but you know there was um there were plenty others who did who done it before um so now it's just you know maybe kindle can be the one who sets that trend uh because i've always said i think i think i've said on the show too i think that if you were looking at like the professional side like on men's jill ellis could absolutely coach a men's team absolutely i becky burley could absolutely coach a men's team um I, you know what? I also think, I, I think she'd have a lot of fun with it. I think Don Crow could be a good men's coach as well. Oh, dude. Heck yeah. Um, and I, I looked it up because uh, we, we talked about it afterward. Like, we talked about during the show that there was a female coaching in the, did I say New York or did I say New England region? I, I think you said New England, but it doesn't matter. Okay. So there is one. She coaches at New York University. Uh, Kim Wyant, or it's spelled W Y A N T. She's a head coach at New York University on the men's side. And I just, I, I don't know if I got a Facebook friend request or somebody followed me on Twitter recently uh, as a female who coaches, um, I believe it's a boys high school team and then a boys club team as well. And I really, w- and I like went through my friends list and I couldn't find anybody. So if you're listening to this and you're that person who added me, um, I, please reach out to me. Like we, we definitely want to talk to you. I wish I, it was horrible on my part, not memorizing uh, the name. Um, but you know, if, if you're, uh, a female that's coaching males, like we like this is something that we want to talk about more uh, and, and have you on the show. I'd love to have like a big round table of, of multiple coaches, just like Kendall uh, who are females who are coaching on the male side. Um, but uh, you know, I also would be remiss if we, you know, we kind of uh, a couple weeks ago, we had the McMurray coaches on the show. Uh, anybody who's, who kept the news up on Wednesday um, with uh, Urbana uh, university closing uh, another school, there was a, uh, they didn't shut down the soccer program, but there's a school, I think Sonoma State, because I, I, I remember Kai Edwards had posted it, uh, but you know they were dropping, I believe it was water polo, tennis, and, and something else. So, I mean, the we kind of said with the whole Cincinnati thing is like I, that's just the, kind of the beginning, uh, and and word going around about the NCAA uh, conferences and and schools asking for waivers uh, for the following year. Um, I mean, it's just gonna, it's, there's a lot of, a lot of you who are listening right now that kind of like, uh, the rest of us that we're just kind of, you know, holding on and, and doing kind of like Kai Edwards said, as long as the check keeps getting put in the bank, uh, you know, you're, you, you got nothing to complain about. So, uh, to all of our coaches, especially those at, uh, Urbana and our friends from McMurray and these other schools that are going, uh, through a situation, you know, we're obviously, we're all here for you. Uh, we want to make sure that, you know, that we're, we're thinking about you all and we're going to get you, uh, we're going to get you all support that we can from our end. And I'd love like tonight on um, the chat, uh, someone had mentioned uh, now that I think about this, it's like, Oh crap, I need to go pull this up. But we're just kind of talking about, you know, what people have been dealing with for, um, you know, with the, the last couple of weeks and whatnot. Um, and I saw that, uh, cause it made me reach out and say something. Um, and it was uh, Elite Soccer Institute, I believe his name. Yeah, Elite Soccer yep. Institute, um, who made the comment, uh, you know, I can only talk from a personal point of view. It's taken a toll on me mentally. I haven't had much motivation to push myself and educate myself uh, on my personal development at all. Tonight's kind of been the first time I've even spoke soccer with people. And so that's really the beauty of all this is, you know, we're a – this, this community, this family that, uh, you know, we're all here for. We've got people like Haley Carter 
uh, Laura Grawl here and a couple others who have kind of been spearheading about talking about the um, the 1099 form that you can fill out if you get furloughed or if you get uh, let go from your your coaching position. Um, you know, just we've there's been so many people to help out uh, in, in whatever situations it may be. Obviously, the coaching, um, all of the education that we're getting, uh, and as Nick said earlier, <laughs> we're getting all this for free uh, for the last few weeks. It's been awesome. Um, you know, we're trying to keep this trend going. I've, I've kind of felt like it's kind of died down a little bit. Um, but I, I think the thing is that the way that we all keep, uh, sharing our information and, and sharing what we're doing and keeping the conversation going, uh, is, is trying to keep that spirit alive. Uh, I know we tried to do it last week. I think we did it too, but, uh, Nick, you got any shout outs for the week? Nick's shout outs, shout outs, shout outs, shout outs for the week. Shout outs. Let's see. Let me look at let me look at the chat real quick. Let me let me go back to the chat. Shout um, outs. Shout outs. Let's go with shout outs. Shout outs. Uh, you're gonna keep saying shout outs until I say something. Huh? Shout outs. Um shout outs. Shout outs. Let me get rid you know of this what? one. I'm gonna shout go outs. With, I'm gonna go with our boy Pete out in Australia. I just have Coach a ton Pete. of respect or him getting on the chat when it's really an awkward time for him probably to be getting on the chat every single week. And he's a frequent flyer crushing all of the different coaching that and all the groups that he works with. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to go, we're going to go Pete this week. If I remember correctly, because he and I have discussed this soccer chat happens normally around, I want to say his time. It's like 10 30, 11 o'clock in the morning. Yes. So he's he because he's normally like I I just had breakfast or whatever or I'm getting ready to head out for the day, um, because when he made a video for Quinn's class he like had just woke up and it was like three o'clock hour time, um, <laughs> he was like yeah he's like I just got up um, so and I, there was something, some webinar the other day he talked about that he um, he missed he was like I didn't hear my four a.m. wake up call and I was like dog I'm not waking up at four a.m. <laughs> Heck, no. <laughs> they hear anybody anybody talk about whatever it may be um but yeah it's it's what a what a big week uh you know we we are having our uh our weekly college coaches meetings on tuesdays uh just kind of everybody getting together zooming this one was really good i made the mistake of not recording it but it was really 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 good i'm, I'm really upset myself on that um we want to do those things with more club coaches uh you know we we want to try to get them together and and let them chat uh, about everything and, uh, you know, and just kind of see what's going on. And, uh, but I know that we've gotten a lot of comments from people uh, from the college game uh, about how much they've been loving um, the Tuesday night uh, get togethers and just kind of check it in and, and popping ideas off and then just talk about how we're all kind of dealing with this. Uh, you know, we've got friends who are, their schools are having meetings about the furloughs and, and whatever else is going on. And they're kind of relaying the message on how it's going with them. And, and uh, you know, with the, the new NCAA rules for division three that came out, you know, that was a big topic of discussion uh, yesterday when it comes to recruiting rules and, and some of the changes uh, that NCAA has put in for soccer in general uh, was, was brought up. So that's every Tuesday uh, night at 8 PM central time, 9 PM uh, Eastern time. Uh, coaches of of all college organizations in CC or in a NCAA. There's too many NCs and A's in everything. There's a uh, lot. The NAI, NJCAA, NCCAA, and U. Uh, I would say USAC. 
um, you know, there, there's just so there's, if you're a college coach, you know, we want to connect with you on Tuesdays. Uh, and it's just been, it's been really, really awesome. Uh, Nick, if somebody's want to chat with you and, and have a conversation on Twitter, how can they do so? At coach and Rizzo. What about you, brother? And mine is at coach Sauter. You can follow the conversation every single Wednesday night at 9 30 PM Eastern time, just by following the hashtag soccer chat or follow us on Twitter at chat soccer S O C C R. There's no E and make sure to hit that little little bell button and, and subscribe for whenever uh, we get started get things popping off you'll be able to get the uh, the first response of it make sure the best way to support the show because it's a listener supported show supported by people just like you you got to be able to share the links out when we put these links out for you every single Thursday when the new show comes out maybe it was last week's show with Karen Gabera you know you can let everybody know that you absolutely loved it uh, and, and just share those links out and let your friends get to see it get to hear it uh, and, and that's the best way you can support us. Also support us by supporting our friends like everybody over at Dutic Brand, DutecBrand.com. Use the promo code SoccerChat. Get yourself a sweet discount. Torex, T-O-R-R-X.com for the world's greatest ball pump. Ellis Riley and the mates over at Soccer IQ. Check them out on Twitter at Soccer IQ one I'm going to take this back. I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Shannon Smith who sent me a text tonight and was like, hey, I took one of your ideas. I was like, it wasn't my idea, so don't even try to give me any credit. And then we kind of talked about some super cool possibilities for the next Wisconsin Women in Soccer Advisory Council Symposium. Oh, hell yeah. I cannot wait. The best part about Soccer Chat isn't just that it's a community, it's a podcast, or it's a Twitter chat every single week. The best part about Soccer Chat is that we get to do it all over again next week. He's Nick. I'm Sean. Nick, we'll catch you later. Catch you later, brother.